In the words of the legendary Dusty Springfield, little by little by little by little. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. Pete, and with me is my co-host David, and we are two middle-aged dads on a journey to conquer the Chicago Marathon. How are you? I'm doing good, Pete. How are you? I don't know. Like I <laughs> thought I was fine. Right. This I think like I my, could. <laughs> it's like my seventh try on trying to do this. I, you'd think I, after 133 of these, you know, and a, you know, dozens of others. I mean, I've every day like, is a process, right? I've done like. 350 or 400 podcasts you think i'd have this down man that's all right that's okay uh so let's uh let's just jump right in and why don't, what's been going on with you how's the week been uh i've actually had a great week and a crappy week all at the same time i i i've not really done any training and the last couple of days uh i feel like a light like the switch has been flipped. My um, cardiologist appointment is coming up Wednesday. And just in casual conversation, Farrakh had said something to me about, you know, I'm concerned about your health. And she didn't say something, like it wasn't in reference to something specific. She was just be like, hey, what, you know, have you gotten on the Peloton yet? Have you run yet? Have you done any food prepping yet? And she was just be like, hey, you guys are talking about this. Put up or shut up. And I'm only saying this because I'm concerned about your health. And it was at that moment that I really realized how much of a slacker and the habits that I've had have gone so far, right? So we're almost a month into talking about running a marathon and it's, Honestly, it's so far out of my mind because it's so far away. Does that make sense? And I haven't really gotten to that point. Well, now I have because I went shopping and I food prepped and I set a menu. Farrakh is even going as far as going plant-based in the house um, to make it a little easier for me. And um, it, I, it, I feel like a page has been turned and I'm ready to go and I'm really seeing that this whole thing is reality and I have 31 weeks and five days till we hit the starting line. And what am I doing? Like, cause we could talk till we're blue in the face about all these changes we're going to make. And if I, it's at that time I turned 51 in less than two weeks. And here we are. Like I've already wasted a month and a half of this year or two months of this year. Yeah, I mean, we are, we're 32 weeks from Chicago, like you said, and uh, I mean, isn't it kind of part of the process, though, like, 
I want to come back to this being so far away. I, remind me to come back to that if I forget. Okay. Uh, but it, I think isn't part of the process though kind of that first you got to admit you have a problem, right? Yes. Before you can do anything about it. And I, you know, so last night I went to dinner mm -hmm. at one of our favorite places in Chicago called Viaggio. And it's just like an old school Italian place, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, just a tremendous food. They know me there, you know, so I walk in. It's like old home week. And I took, uh, I went with my buddy. And and we talked a lot about uh, about food and kind of like the power it has at times, you know, over us. Like how much of our thoughts it takes up. Mm -hmm. And I told him that like part of my goal is to it just become almost like matter of fact, right? Like, hey, I've got to eat, right? Yep. And we are on two completely different paths. It's it's just a fascinating to me how many different ways people can tackle <laughs> health, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you you want to be uh, plant based for whatever those reasons are. To me, they don't matter. That's mm -hmm. the path that you want to be on. Um, for you know like for him he needs to have a schedule and eat five times a day right uh long periods of time without food or bed i'm i feel at my best when i get into intermittent fasting mm -hmm. and just basically avoid processed foods but other than that kind of don't worry much about it right uh and this time I kind of said, I don't have, you know, like I didn't have that admission. Like I have a problem. It was more like a mind shift to, well, let's just change it. Mm -hmm. And I think that maybe Farrakhan was kind of, kind of saying that to you, right? The put up or put up or shut up, like, Hey, concerned about you. What are you going to do? And then you've like taken a, a big step. The question now is how you make it a habit. Yeah. And, that, and, and, you know, that's a difficult part. Because, and I've read Atomic Habits, and everyone talks about that book, but really I finished the book and I haven't changed. So I think that for me, the hardest part of the, about this journey, like even this morning, I went shopping, I food prepped, I had all this, I have a ton of food in my house, and I made breakfast for myself, So and I planned my breakfasts because I wake up so early in the morning as a baker, I'm up at like four o'clock that I wanted to set something up where it was, I didn't have to think about it. I can just grab and go. And this morning I totally forgot about it. And I ate some rice for breakfast and I had made all these uh, like overnight oats and pre-prepped a smoothie that I wanted to make. Cause it's very simple in the morning and it's like so far out of my mind. Like I, Part of what I have to do, I really have to change my mindset that this is happening. I have to look at, Farrakhan's very like list orientated, right? So everywhere there's a list and little post-it notes. And if she has to get something done, there's a whole written out plan and she follows it step by step, which is probably why she's been so successful for 30 years at the same company in the corporate world and I really 
I have I have so much time during the day that I lose focus. And what I have to do is now make a make it a point to focus on this is what I'm going to do in the morning and pre-plan it ahead. And and you know, for me, like weather here, it's been in the 60s. March is I think tomorrow, it's springtime and I really have that energy of like life is you like the flowers are opening up the birds are back in my yard we have a ton of cardinals in in the yard and they're back and it's really like this rejuvenating like experience and now i couldn't see myself finishing anything like race wise and now i can visualize and picture finishing chicago which is the same feeling i had when I was first training for my first Disney marathon, when I couldn't run a mile, but I could visualize crossing that finish line at Disney. And that's where I feel that I'm at. But if I don't change what got me here over the last year, then I'm our podcast is going to be <laughs> in conversation is going to be much different. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think that the food part is important for both of us just to kind of get on a track, right? So that we don't waste our time and our willpower and our, our like mental capacity worrying Mm -hmm. about that. And we could put it into other things like training. Right. And I think for me, and we both discussed at length that we didn't want to make this about weight loss. And in a way, I think that's being too casual for me personally, looking at it a month into this and I really need to make it a make weight loss a bigger part of the a bigger piece of the puzzle and that has to be some of the focus just to start getting me on track so how how are you going to approach that like how do you what are you going to do to 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 kind of make that happen for when my my biggest success at losing weight was eating three meals a day of normal, I don't want to say a normal meal, but a, I'm going to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which I don't do, which is why I binge eat. So if I can focus and pay the attention to getting in my water every day, which is going to be key. I'm a terrible water drinker. I don't drink any water at this point during the day. And those have to be my two biggest focus, my two biggest priorities, because if I don't fuel the machine, the marathon's not going to happen. And if I don't drink water, nothing's going to happen. So I don't, I don't want to go on a diet per se to lose weight, but for what's worked for me in the past to lose weight without thinking about it is eating the amount of calories that I should eat every day, which based on my weight is a lot. And I don't eat anywhere near that. You eat, more or less oh i eat way less of way less nutrient dense good food like i'm a total late night binger like i yesterday i probably didn't eat till six seven o'clock at night it was my first food of the day and then of course you you know you binge at night and when i was drinking a half a bottle of tito's a day then you know that in itself is terrible for you 
weight-wise, and then you binge eat after that, and then you go to sleep. So, and that's how you become 300 pounds, Pete. <laughs> so I guess I'm a, I'm a little confused. So are you saying like you eat today, like not, not before, right? But just, you know, recently you're eating less calories than you should be and not losing weight. Yeah. Cause I hibernate, right? So like my body is in total star, like hibernation mode. And I, my calories come from alcohol, chips and crappy cheese and food right i don't eat even a- now yeah yeah i don't eat anywhere near i probably have been drinking those calories but i have not been eating those calories so is my calorie intake probably above whatever like my bmr is like 2700 i'm sure it is but it's not from quality food of those calories and so if i eliminate the alcohol and I eat 2,700 calories of solid food, whether it's plant-based or not, just real food, then that's how, with the exercise, then I will start losing weight immediately. So last week you had really, you said you really hadn't been drinking, so you drank, you had a week where you... Not like I I have been, anywhere close to all that. So it's not like I'm back to like, hey, every night, woo! (laughs) But it, it hasn't been... It needs to be, all of this needs to be more of a focus in my mind that, hey, I'm not drinking today, I'm running today, I'm eating three meals today, and I need 32 ounces of water. I just need to be, because it's easy to make the habit of, I'm going to sit on the couch, watch TV, and drink Tito's. That's a really easy habit to achieve, and I'm a master of it. It's now the hard, the hard part is changing that habit into, what am I eating for breakfast? What am I eating for lunch? And now my whole house is prepped. We're ready to go. Now I just have to execute. So when you get into that rhythm, do you eat at like the same basic times then each day? Do you get into that? Breakfast I need is to. at six, lunch is at noon, dinner's at well, five, whatever. With work, it's kind of difficult because at times I'd rather work and not eat so that I can leave earlier, right? Like if I eat lunch then maybe that adds 45 minutes to my day. I'd rather leave 45 minutes earlier. And I don't eat breakfast. So that's why I want something easy like overnight oats or a smoothie or something that I can just grab. But I have so much time during, I don't usually work past noon. So what I, what I really should do is, is eat my breakfast, work, leave work, come home and eat. And then I usually have two to three hours before I have to pick up Bray. So there's a good run time or my uh, time in the morning. I really like to do something in the morning and then um, eat dinner. Farrakh and I never really eat dinner together. And now we're back in full swing. Braden's got all, thank God, it's March. And Braden's full swing in the play rehearsals, track practice, throwing, lifting. So now that... You know, he's in school now till 4.30, uh, two days a week. So now I have even more time to myself to, you know, figure it out. So will there be like an exact time like I'm going to eat at noon? No, but I, I need to eat more like those normal breakfast, lunch, dinner hours. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that we're, I think we're on a similar page, like from this perspective in terms of, Weight loss is a result. It's a it's a byproduct. It's not necessarily the goal, right? The goal is consistency, health, whatever you know, 
a healthy lifestyle looks like for us and then being consistent with that. Yeah. Right? And for in health and wellness is like on top of the paper. If you put a, a subject on our paper that we're going to write is that's what this is all about. I want to feel better. Um, mentally PTSD. When I first, uh, was talking to someone about it, their response was you just exercise, right? That just that little bit can swing your whole mood, right? No one ever feels bad after a workout. You, you know, and, and so many ultra runners are, you know, are veterans and they find not, I don't know if, if peace is the right word that they find through running, but there's, it's why so many people with, PTSD or veterans are in the ultra community because there's just something about that that is soothing and helping, help helpful. Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of people use running as therapy, right? Mm -hmm. And it's if you're if you're going to go out and start running and expect it to be some miracle cure, that's the wrong way to look at it. But it definitely helps a lot in terms of getting your mind to focus, taking it off some of the bad or letting you kind of experience it in a different way if you're down, right? There's mm -hmm. science behind this, right? There's endorphins that are released, there's dopamine and you know stuff that makes us feel pretty good, you know, while we run. And I you know, I I love to hear you're going to drink more water. I mean, you could see I'm always I've always got a glass of water with me. I'm I'm yeah. constantly <laughs> drinking water. You know, I have my coffee or tea, you know, in the morning, usually coffee. Today it was tea. My mom gave, had me try this cinnamon tea that she uses. It's unbelievable. It's so good. Is um, it? Yeah. And, you know, I drink black, right? So, I mean, I don't put anything in it. So it's really just delicious. And so, you know, I won't, I'm, I'm a little different, right? Like I feel good going about 16 hours of a fast, um, which, you know, seems like a long time, but it's only a few hours from, you know, the morning when it starts. Yeah, well, most you know, of that you're sleeping, too. Yeah, I'll sleep a bunch in there. You know, I'm, I'm trying to stop eating by about 6, 6.30 mm -hmm. at night. I feel better when I stop eating by then. Uh, even last night I was able to, you know, we went to dinner. I was able to stop eating by 6.30 or so. And then I'll eat at, you know, 10.30 or 11, somewhere in there, typically. If I don't feel like I need to eat, I you know, it might go longer, but it's not like I'm not pushing the fast to like, oh, I've got to make it 18 hours or 20 hours. Like, that's not the reason I do it. I just feel better mm -hmm. when I when I narrow and I'm not even sure it's the fast, Dave. It's the I narrow the window where I eat. Mm -hmm. Right. So like that window becomes smaller and that gives me the discipline to stop. Because right. like you, it's easy to snack at night and that's all I'm doing. And, you know, I could tell you that the scale moved a lot the, the first week mm -hmm. and it has not moved since. And I don't really care. It's one data point, right? Yeah. And the weight will come off when it's supposed to come off. And, you know, I got a lot of training to do. Weight loss will make that easier. Mm -hmm. I'll get faster just by losing weight, right? I think it's, I've said this on the show before, but I mean, you know, they, they say they, in the big air quotes, they, 
say it's about two seconds per mile per pound. Mm-hmm. So you can you can get faster, but that's but said, even more important loss, than the oh, sorry the two seconds is the amount of force that you're putting on your knees and your back and how you're going to feel right like it it walking around the house at 300 pounds is not easy right? right so like i it for me it's more that health and comfort right now too is the more weight i lose the easier and less work my body just has to do to do normal everyday functions right. yeah absolutely i mean my point of saying like you get faster it it's it my my point is that it's not about that. That's what I was getting to. Like the weight loss doesn't do the training for you. You still right. have to do the training, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just a fact. And the weight being off, if it happens, is is all about those other pieces, you know? Yes. And feeling better, you know, the clothes fit a little better, more options on clothes mm-hmm. because I don't care what they say clothes for for fat people are it's still it's a beast to yeah forget to find about good it. ones uh, yeah, especially wear athletic clothes yeah well I'm, I'm like my fourth attempt at running shorts and i've just given up they're going to cover my knees that's it i just have to deal with it and you know if it's pretty sad if i use it as a, as an excuse not to get out the door right. so uh I've, I've just given up my you know you won't be able to see my knees on a training run so. <laughs> yeah, that was the only reason I was going to try to make sure I saw some of your videos of. Yeah, well, training. then my kid. I like, just wanted to see the knees. That's it. Yeah, maybe. I'll show you if at, at dinner in Chicago. I'll, I'll show you my legs. <laughs> but Braden and him and all his buddies, they're into like these short shorts now. Like, I don't get it. So his shorts are like mid thigh. And I'm like, what is happening here? And he's like, and that's just the style. Frank Shorter, 70s shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, nice. And I'm like, Braid, those shorts don't fit. You need to get new shorts. He's like, no, they're fine. All right, whatever. I'm not arguing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, so let's touch base a little bit on this. 32 weeks is a long way away. It's so long away. Help me understand, like, what may... Okay, 32 weeks, I mean, it's a long time. It's enough time, right? I only say it's a long way away because most marathon training programs are 16 weeks, 20 weeks. So that's that's where I'm saying it's a long way away because if we were closer, then I could say my marathon training plan starts Tuesday, right? But I still have April. And again, here's like the Dave excuse train full motion down the track is it's it seems far away to me to have an to start the actual training plan for it. But in reality, the actual training is when I get off the computer with you and I go on my 30 minute something that I'm going to go do today. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. It is a long, like, 32 weeks is too long for a training plan that's specifically geared towards that end goal of Chicago. I actually had the opposite view. Like, I had a little bit of a anxiety about, like, oh, my gosh, it's only 32 weeks away. And the reason that 
I had that is because I know that I need way more base building mm-hmm. before that training plan kicks into high gear. So I actually have, I have found a, a new coach. Uh, so I'm with uh, working with Coach Holly Ann. Now she's been a friend, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean she may not like that I said friend. She probably would put that in quotes. But uh, you know my buddy Kevin, who I talk talk about quite a bit. It's 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 his uh, wife who, look, she's just a badass runner mm-hmm. and has a ton of knowledge. And I know that if I try to make excuses to her, like she scares me just enough. Right. Like, it's just not going to be a good outcome. Yeah. If, if I try to make excuses, and I'm pretty sure that at some point in her training plan, I will cry. And that's okay. That's probably not such a bad thing. And that's uh, why you have me, so we could talk about you crying. Right, right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I had my first talk with her, uh, and she put together my, you know, first, probably first couple of weeks. I only looked at, one of my things I'm resolving to do is kind of look shorter term at what the coach is telling me to do, so I'm not thinking about anything too in advance, right? So 32 weeks, I start this week, I got about a 14-mile week three three mile runs and a five mile run i know that at least one of the three mile runs um you know she asked that i do some strides about 20 seconds strides afterwards and strides for anybody who doesn't know it's it basically means where you're running fast but in control so think cheetah or gazelle versus Phoebe on friends, you know, like (laughs) flailing around. Right. But you want to feel in control, but fast. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you want to, in this case, because it's early in the cycle, you want to basically bring your heart rate back down. So you want to almost, you want to basically fully recover or darn close to fully recover. Right. Before you do the next, next. Right. So I think she prescribed a set of like five of them. uh, Now, are you going to run walk these or are you... Are you gonna? Um, are you running them? And if you run walk, will one of your runs be the stride? Yeah. Or will you so, add an extra? Yeah. So here's the deal. Normally, what I've always done are strides during the run, like you're describing. Mm-hmm. This I'm supposed to do the three miles. When I'm finished, do the strides. Interesting. So it's a different approach, which I'm super excited about right like i love different approaches to things i love learning about this stuff so uh i'm gonna get out there obviously after so in terms of like am i i am trying to go to running Mm -hmm. and and not doing run walk and part of that is because i feel like when i was doing run walk like when i analyze it what I'm really doing are intervals. So I tend to run my, I tend to run way too fast. And then I just walk to recover mm-hmm. versus I think I could just slow it down a little bit and keep, you know, more steady in terms of pacing. And then beginning here, it's all easy miles, right? This is base building, right? right. So we're not going to go crazy. We're just going to try to get consistent. And as, you know, we build into more uh, pace-based runs, tempo runs, you know, where you're working on kind of that strength portion and, and really 
trying to hone in on like going just a little bit faster, right? And speed work where I've got to hit other paces, you know, that could require some walking during speed work, right? Trying to recover. But I'm going to try to get back into running. I did a two-mile run last week just to kind of experiment. Mm -hmm. And I felt pretty good. I was able to slow down. Felt pretty good that I was able to get it done. Now, do um, you, will you run, are you normally a run by feel person? Yeah. So I was for a long time. And then Garmin gives you these fancy watches that'll tell you, <laughs> here's the zone you're supposed to be in. So let me beep at you or buzz at you when you're Yeah, yeah, in. yeah. Uh, I turned off that function because I want to run more by feel at this point. So like I've got a so we use this V dot method right it's mm-hmm. um, uh, Jack Daniels not the drink the running coach uh, and he's got this V dot you get a score and not to be confused with VO two max that's a different a different animal but you get the score and it, it kind of gives you paces for all the different things based on that I think I'm at the right score but maybe I maybe I need to slow down and if I do. Then, then I slow down. Right now, my pride doesn't get hurt anymore. I mean, I think maybe that's the, one of the best things about turning 50 and being into these early 50 years. Like, I just don't care about mm-hmm. what anybody thinks. I, I, I really just don't. Um, I, and I don't care if somebody hates that I call myself fat or that I'm slow. Like, those are just descriptors that I think fit me and I don't really give a damn what anybody else thinks, right? Yeah, but you know, there's a whole I listened to this whole discussion uh, it was actually Scotty and, and uh, on uh, the podcast they were talking about the 10 junk miles. Yeah, why why can't a coach have a conversation with a client, a runner and say, hey, you might be able to run this race better or have better results if you just lost some weight like maybe that's it's just as simple as hey, if you lost some weight it's okay like wh- how why would i be offended or i personally can't be offended if you say hey dave you're gonna run much better at chicago if you lost like 25 pounds you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah i think you know i that's a really good point i and i so in all honesty i think that there's kind of ethical there's ethics involved here right mm-hmm. like if you're a running coach you're not supposed to tell somebody to lose weight right right right, right. And, i mean and we're not talking like uh uh alberto salazar like th- that kind of <laughs> level but like if you were coaching me like casually or if you know when you were in your coaching days if you said hey dave you know you're a heavier guy if you lost some weight your times would improve too you know yeah, what I mean? I yeah. think that's okay. I don't know if it is. <laughs> well, that I mean, was the whole discussion. And they're like, oh, the emails are coming and all that stuff. Yeah. And so I I agree with you in premise, but I actually think there's rules or maybe even laws at times that prohibit yeah. that kind of talk. I'm just saying that I think there is. Like, I know when I took my run certification coaching, like, it was like a hey, don't talk about this stuff. You're not right, right, qualified right. to talk about nutrition or weight loss. You're you're qualified to talk about running and paces. You're not, not even injuries, really. Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not qualified to talk about any of that, right? So you're supposed to not do it. And some states have actual laws around that stuff. 
that that that, stop you from doing it. So, I mean, I agree. Look, also, I don't know why a coach would need to say it because you can look in a mirror, you can get on a scale, you can look down, you know, if you need to lose some weight, like, and you know, it makes you faster, right? If that's your goal, right? And my goal right now is like, same as yours, health, wellness, consistency, the process, you know, when I answered Holly Ann's um, questionnaire, I kept saying my goal is the process. Mm-hmm. That's that's it, man. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm ready. And I really, I've never been through a complete, legit, real marathon training program. Are you going right? to do this? I would like to. I, I can't. <laughs> right? You're going to come into it here. I'm, I'm just I'm a- being honest. That the hard the hard part is is I'm going to be 51, and many parts of my brain now thinks as a 51 year old, and many parts of my brain is still that 20 year old kid who's ready to tell the whole world to f off. I don't care what you say, and I'm going to do it my way, right? So there's a metamorphosis that's happening to me as I get older. And I really want to be part of this whole process, but I can't say honestly that four months from now when it's 20 miler time, then I might go 16. You know what I mean? Like I want to be, I want to put myself in the position by doing all the little foundational tedious work, if you will, now where when that, 20 miler comes that my I have so many friends in our village in this little town that we live in that are amazing runners and if you said hey I have my 20 miler for Chicago coming up next week anyone want to run that there will be 10 people who say sure I'll run part or all of it with you and I want to be able to like I, I wrote on my little notepad in front of me, consistency. Like that's it right now. And if I can commit to that now, then that 20 miler will happen. But realistically, I want I, I can't honestly 100% say yet that I'm going to do a whole process 100%. You're killing me. Nah, it's just reality. But that's oh, what but, growth but... and journey is. Like I... I've never been through. I've run a marathon on an eight-mile long run. Was it pretty? Could I walk the next day? No, right? But I, I want it to be. I just haven't. My mind hasn't clicked. Then I'm not missing anything over 31 weeks, 32 weeks. All right. So Michael Jordan, right, famously said, <laughs> you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Yes. Right? You are visualizing the finish line. Why can't you tell yourself and start visualizing the training run, that 20 miler? I guess what my point is, Dave, like what's the danger of of saying I'm going to do the training run? Because I could tell you that it's a lot more likely you won't do it if you're telling yourself already, eh, I might not do it. But it's way more likely that you will do it if you just... Start now, like I've got a hundred process. A hundred percent. So what's yes. the danger of just doing that? 
I don't. Th- there's no danger in it. I just haven't. I haven't turned that page yet. Right. It's all right. Like there's so much on my plate that I need to do. Right. Like I need to get out the door today. Right. That really. I. I. I didn't do anything last week. So. I can't flip the switch that, hey, I'm going to run 20 miles five months from now. I got to get out the door today, right? I got to get out the door tomorrow. So in a way, it's kind of maybe it's a defense mechanism or I'm I'm already making the excuses of, you know, like realistically, I haven't been too successful the last three years. So maybe I'm just, or two years, maybe I'm just already making those excuses and that's part of the whole freaking problem, I, I mean, right? That, Coming out in the light now. Right, right. I mean, that's what it's, look, we're going to have hard discussions here, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and we're going to walk away friends, right? Pete, you are not telling me anything that uh, my wife hasn't told me a hundred times <laughs> that I should, right? We're both at a point where we need this for many of the same reasons and many different reasons. But if I wasn't a good excuse maker, right? We talked about accountability last week. This is all part of the accountability. Like, am I upset because, right? It's a hard conversation, but it's a truthful one and it's realistic. So that's part of the process. I think one of the reasons you and I get along so well is overall, we're pretty self-aware, right? Like we, we know that, right? Like, you you see that it's just already you know heading towards an excuse and i guess what i'm trying to say is you know don't worry about the 20 miler right like if you need to start worrying about that start visualizing it great and but instead just like commit to the process which would be getting out the door mm-hmm. if you get out the door now right and you start getting consistent 32 weeks out you're going to hit the 20 miler or yes. multiple. Like my guess is, I don't know how many I'll have me do if it's two or three 20 milers, like with this kind of lead time. Right. Right. I don't know. And, you know, I think you've got some races on the calendar, right? Besides Chicago. I do. I have a lot of little ones and I have two in uh two in April and a bunch like uh, May, June, July for the, the company that I, I, I'm an ambassador for Rip It, so yeah, I'll do so all I mean, their events, too. To me, you're already, I mean, like, you've got things to do. So if you start the process now, you use those races as part of that process, right? Mm-hmm. What, no matter what the distance is. You know, like, uh, Holly asked me about, you know, hey, you know, you gave me your races, but you don't have any 5Ks or 10Ks on there. You know, yeah. are you opposed to them? And I'm like, no. Like, no, those are awesome. I, I, I'll totally do them. But the reason they're not on there is because there's, they're a dime a dozen. I could sign up for one. If I want to one, run one this weekend, I, Friday, I could sign up for a 5K yeah. or a 10K. There will be one in the area all year sure. round. Sure. Right. 100%. And I do the visual visualization thing with Braden. Like, he, he sets his goal for what he wants to throw. Like when we finished last season, he set his goal for this season. And we put those numbers on little post-its. And on his Xbox TV, there's a post-it with that number. On his bathroom mirror, there's a post-it with that number. And uh, I might have gotten a little carried away and put a post-it 
literally everywhere that he goes on the refrigerator, on his bedboard, on his wall. But uh, now he picks those numbers and he there every time he goes to the circle to throw that number is in his head and he's visualizing that number and he hit it the other day and it was his number for June. So like it, it's just proof of what you're telling me and now, you know, practice what you preach, daddy, yeah. that, you know, um, I can visualize the finish line. I, I just don't visualize the 20 miler, which I guess now I got to practice what I preach. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, look, to be fair, I, I'm not even thinking about the 20 miler, honestly, yeah. because I'm, I'm worried about the three miles that I run tomorrow. So yeah, well. I, I'm, I'm really starting to try to get into be the run you're in kind of thing. I'm Mm -hmm. really trying not, not that I won't visualize the finish line when I'm into, into the training. I mean, I have thought about the streets of Chicago at times, what it's going to be like, what it's going to be like when you get to that stretch where there's nobody or or very few people, right? There's that kind of long stretch of Chicago where there's not many people. Uh, I've thought about that. I've thought about seeing the TJM folks, you know, late in the race, you know, where they set up uh, year after year, typically. Um, you know, I think it'll be pretty cool to, to, to see some of them uh, out there. Yeah, I look, visualize now... seeing everybody cross the finish line that I know and, and, and all that stuff. But if I don't focus on that three miler now, which is a change in me. I, I mean, mm-hmm. look, I haven't been this guy, right? If I had, I wouldn't be where I'm at. A hundred percent. But I'm really trying to say, if I don't focus now on eating for fuel and because it's just part of life, right? Versus giving it too much importance or not enough importance, right? Just, just kind of is what it is. Drinking the water, uh, being consistent and doing that, the whatever run that I need to do next or whatever cross training I need to do next, I'm not going to make it to where I want to be. Yeah, hundred percent. And I guess that that's where it's not easy, right? But that's why part of why we're doing this, right? We hold each other accountable. We have these discussions and remind each other. Hey, remember? <laughs> yeah. Remember when you and, said. And now you got me on Strava, so now like the whole world knows if I'm a slacker or not. Right. <laughs> Well, I mean, and you're you're doing it for a cause too, right? Like you're raising money, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, speaking of which, yeah. I mean, let's let's put it out to Running Warrior Sarah for Props. jumping on our challenge. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so you know, if you want to hook up with the, her on like Instagram, I know she's got a good Instagram feed. Running Warrior Sarah, she signed up uh, based on listening and doing. Um, uh, a charity for Chicago now, and we uh, put our 300 bucks in as promised. So she will tell you, uh, we are people of our word. So now, do you know is this her first one? I don't think so, but I don't know. Um, that's a good question, though. I mean, we could reach out and ask her. Yeah, I'm looking at her. Um, I'm just signing up now for her Instagram. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it, two more slots left. So if you've been, yeah, that's awesome. That was when you sent me that, that was huge deal. That made my day. So I'm very excited. Welcome to the Chicago marathon. 
Yeah, and I think it's for uh, she's raising money for research into brain tumors. Brain tumors, and, yeah. Uh, and it looked like it was in honor of her dad. So I think she, yes, she's got a connection there, which is whenever you have those direct connections, they are even more meaningful. But now you've mm-hmm. got two charities. Anybody who's listening, you can you know do something for Dave, do a little something for Sarah if you can. Uh, but anyway, uh, I wanted to make sure I didn't forget to mention that. But anyway, the, I've talked a lot here. I, we just our training is it really starts now it's 32 weeks out but mm-hmm. our base building starts now and especially now, with you having races right yeah i do my first race is uh april 16th and april 24th one's a duathlon and one's uh a 5k six or 10k combined so i'm registered for the 10k all right but, so uh, you're really only six weeks out from yeah, that might turn into a 5K, but um, it's a great local race. So even um, even if I run walk the 10K, I, I don't know if I want to switch it yet. Uh, you know, with six weeks, I think that you can get a six mile long run in six yeah. weeks. Yeah, you know, and I'm gonna miles. I'm gonna run walk for at least the next month and a half. Just yeah. to, you know, like uh, I think. I have that. Uh, I mentioned I had that uh, women's running world program, and it's a one minute, two minute. And, you know, I could probably go out and run a mile now, but what's the point of that? I'd much rather, you know, build up. I mean, there's a point to running a mile, but running that mile might be pushing it. That if I can run, walk, and build it up healthily, safely, slowly, then uh, I'd rather do that. And then the beginning of the program is time is uh, time-related, not mileage-related. Yeah, nice. Well, I mean, I think that that's... Look, I, I'm a run-walk fan. I've been doing it for uh, leading up. I think I'm just kind of ready to flip. Because of doing that, I think I'm ready to flip that switch. Yeah. Um, finally. And, you know, looking forward to, to doing so. Yeah. Now, do you have a, a run group or, like, uh, anything around you? You know, there are groups. Or bagel just, runs or anything. Yeah, I just haven't. There definitely are groups. But I, man, I, that's a mental block I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Of going out there with people. Part of it is, I actually enjoy being alone on a run. Uh, overall. You know, I listen to podcasts, listen to audiobooks, Kind of alone with my thoughts kind of thing. I don't mind that. But I, I've been trying to figure out a way to kind of overcome. I know this is, seems odd. I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm actually quite introverted. I actually yeah. don't like being around people that all that much. No, I get it. Um, so the, what I'm trying to potentially to do is say, okay, I'll do my weekday runs mostly alone, but maybe I could do some long runs with some people or at least partially with some people, mm-hmm. uh, but that's going to require me to get out into the community in a way that I just haven't so far. Yeah. And we have, I have a great group and they do Saturday bagel runs. And I literally know like half the people and I'm friends with like outside of the run world. And, uh, I really want, I see all their posts like that. There's a bike group within the run group. And, uh, we have this beautiful, uh, new local brewery. That's kind of on like this main 
like inner county road and uh it's, it's like rolling hills not too bad but they the bike group leaves from there and they have like 18 mile rides 12 mile rides and then they you know have a beer afterwards and i really like i think that would be so cool it's just go out get on your bike bike 12 miles and then have like that community afterwards because i have no community at all like i have one hour with pete once a week and <laughs> and that's it you know what i mean so i think and i'm like you i i don't like people at all if anything the restaurant business and the fire service taught me is i don't like people but i really think it would be a cool part of that community uh, a cool part of running is to have that community that you can go run with and then have a bagel and cream cheese and some coffee afterwards with some good conversation and then you go on with the rest yeah you know of your day and we have a five at five group who meets every morning at 5 a.m and runs five miles like i think that would be totally cool too oh that would be fantastic that's yeah that's interesting and yeah. i haven't gotten there yet but I, I just there's so many opportunities and that's like one of the smaller goals is to become more part of that yeah i I need to find some, I mean, I know they're around, right? Like for one, I could go run trails with, uh, there's always somebody running from the Flatlanders group, mm-hmm. uh, which is the kind of local group. Uh, once Scott Coomer started, so TJM guy started that too. Um, I know that the running stores have, you know, groups. Kara has suburban groups. Uh, so the Chicago Area Runners Association, they have suburban groups. You know, I I just haven't done it. And I think part of it is I just don't know anybody. But what's amazing, I've in the races I've done, the longer races I've done, I always just end up talking to somebody. Right. You know, that's similar pace and um you know, but or or somebody came in like Rob ran marathon, Rob Bozovich ran the marathon with me. So you know, that was, that was great. Like I enjoy it. It definitely goes faster mm-hmm. uh, when you've got, got something to run with and you got conversation. So it's a good question and probably something I need to probably take under consideration even more than I have so far. Yeah. And then, you know, they have all these, like Scotty always talks about the shrimp runs and the taco runs and all that stuff. I think it would be really cool too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, not sure how I... I don't know how they do it, man. I I don't think I could go. Well, it's that trail runner mentality. Yeah, I mean, I they, could. They go half like halfway, then eat a bunch of fried shrimp and. Yeah, they did a twenty miler yesterday. Yeah, the <laughs> one woman she just and I, I really liked this last episode, but they did a twenty miler with the the shrimp place halfway through, and the only thing she drank during the twenty miler was the Dr Pepper from the Calumet Shrimp Company. Yeah, that right. Yeah, I like to me. Fishes, I think yeah. that is so cool. That's like another level of runner in me. But I think they're so casual about it, and like you know, they might run, they might walk, they might run. Right. It's to them. It's just about the community being together, eating the shrimp, making the Dr Pepper jokes, and then running back. And that's that's where I want to take this. That when I talk about the process, is that's where I want to. I want this process to get back to that where I can say, uh, you know, hey, so-and-so, let's go run to the 
the the uh, Italian ice place, which is really big out here. And, uh, you know, we can pick the one way down the road and then come back, and it'd be like a six-mile run with some Italian ice in between. They actually call it Italian ice there? Uh, well, the place, the famous place is, uh, well, my wife from Philly, it's water ice. I, unbelievable. Right? Like, I don't get that. I don't get that either. No, but- so... Like us Chicago boys, it's Italian ice. To right. my Philly wife, it's water ice. But she puts ketchup on a hot dog. So what does she know? <laughs> and then, <laughs> and and uh, like the big franchise here is Rita's. So you just say I'm going to get Rita's, and that's what it, it's or snowballs. That's a big thing out here too. Got but it. you know these Marylanders, they don't know how to eat. <laughs> Oh, crab. There's just a pretty good yeah. crab, right? You know crab what, cakes? Pete? You've probably been all over the country, right? Yeah. You can get crabs in Seattle. You can get crabs in California. You can get crabs in Georgia, Louisiana, New England. They are all around the coast of the United States. And most of the crabs from here are from North Carolina anyways. Like, I get, and I'll get a ton of hate. But I don't think that crabs in Maryland are that special, right? It's the old bay and the tradition and the community that the crabs bring. But when I worked in Napa Valley and we would get fresh Dungeness crab and we'd do that garlic butter sauce and throw them in the wood-burning oven, that's some good eating. I'll take that any day over some, you know, old bay blue crabs. But the community is awesome. I just don't, we're not the only state in the union that has crabs. <laughs> right. It, so you could send your hate mail to Dave Dushkin. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, all right, man. You got anything else on your mind before we wrap her up? No, nah, I'm just happy. It's the sunset is like seven twelve p.m. coming up. Daylight savings time. I it is. Yeah, we're gonna my, forward here. Yeah, I'm just in my. I'm in a good mood. It was. Uh, I'm a track and field fanatic, which you probably know because of my kid, and uh, all the college uh, conference indoor track meets. So I've been overloaded with track. Braden is crushing it, and uh, our first road trip is in two weeks. Him and I are going to a, a national championship meet uh, in Virginia Beach, and then another one in New York in three weeks and it's my birthday so i'm just riding high life is good and i just want to take the momentum into the week and it's my favorite time of the year st patrick's day is coming up yeah so you know i'll change my profile picture to a dyed green chicago river and uh, bring memories of home and having the shutdown restaurants because my wait staff is at the parade and <laughs> sloshed and there's <laughs> no one to work. So uh, my fond memories of St. Patrick's Day in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I have some hazy memories of the Southside Irish Parade. So. Yeah, well, now I just uh, I have a great picture of the Chicago River dyed green. So uh, it's just that time of year. So Beautiful. Yeah, I well, love the spring. Hear, yeah, man, I'm happy. That's awesome. Well, now turn that happiness into some activity, and it sounds like the food stuff's on on its way, and and uh, you know, we'll we'll be our living our best lives. Yeah, hopefully. And now I'm on Strava, so now like I, you know, if I don't come back next week with some rides and 
some running, not the hate mail and the beatdowns <laughs> until morale improves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can follow us both on Strava if, if you're on there. Uh, definitely a good way to kind of keep track of what we're doing and, you know, it'll be fun. Yeah. And right. we didn't talk for two hours today. No, People was, will be happy. Yeah. Under an hour. It's like a new record for us. Yeah. <laughs> good <laughs> deal. Right. All right, brother. Let's wrap it up. You've been listening to episode 133 of the Fat Man Chronicles. The music is You Got Me Wrong by Safar. Don't forget about our challenge and to, you know, if you want to, you know, do some good and run a marathon, I think that you should. Two more of you out there should do it. At least two more. All right, everybody, we're going to wrap it up here. Get out there and be better today. Really?